0: either one of these any good? Wow, this is a good movie! It's pretty good. Well, the director from yesterday doesn't think so. It stinks! You sorry? (laughs) You waste all our film! It's so bad! Boy, remember a few weeks ago when the quarantine started and we thought we were going to have a lot of time on our hands? We were wrong! That lasted about five minutes. Welcome! (laughs) This is the Screening Room Podcast and she is Hope Madden. He's George Wolf, And we are from madwolf.com with a lot to talk about. A lot of new streaming options and that's even before we get to the lobby there's a lot coming out this week on various platforms so let's start with the new one on netflix it's tyler rake how's that for a name tyler rake a fearless black market mercenary embarking on the most deadly extraction of his career when he's enlisted to rescue the kidnapped son of an imprisoned international crime lord extraction this is an extraction so who the play is Biggest drug lord in India versus biggest drug lord in Bangladesh. It's a kidnapping. Drug lord's son. Clock's running at 16 hours. Proof of life is of six hours ago.
1: You want to survive, you do exactly as I say. Who are you? Name? Get me Move fast, slow.
0: Something's wrong. The city's on lockdown. Yeah, no shit.
1: He doesn't look like a Tyler. Looks like a Brad.
0: <laughs> That's right. That actually a line in the movie, which was pretty funny. This is uh, your fave, Chris Hemsworth, and he's a man of action. He is, and, and this he's one, hankering for action.
1: This is a this one is on Netflix. That's right. where you can find this one. Just dropped today.
0: And you're gonna recognize a lot of other movies in this movie because it's just a bit... We, uh, this morning on TV, I think one of us, maybe you, summed it up rightly. It's just a big, dumb action movie <laughs> with a lot of big, dumb action. And you're going to call out, hey, I saw that in another big, dumb action movie. And you're going to be right. Not to say that it doesn't have something to offer. It does. If you, you like a big star in a shoot up and killing a lot of bad guys in a big action movie, this delivers. And it's it actually does set up some, even though it hits on a lot of familiar notes, it's got some cool sequences, action sequences, stunts, and a lot of them are shot in that way that seems to be vogue now, to look like one single take.
1: Yeah, and actually I think that that really helps the movie... Keep Your Attention. Uh, As you said earlier, so it was directed by, is a first-time director, he was a stuntman.
0: Sam Hargrave. Yeah, he's done some stunts and some just bit parts, but uh, this is his first feature as a director.
1: And he really his focus quite obviously is on the action, on the set pieces. I think the driving sequences look good. I think the shooting sequences look good. I think the hand-to-hand combat. And there are a couple times one of the things you cannot help but notice is that Chris Hemsworth is like 5 feet taller than every other person in the movie.
0: <laughs> it's set in most of <laughs> it's set in India. Mm-hmm. That's where he is doing this extraction. And yeah, he he stands out.
1: But one of the things that I love—Who's love, the big white guy? Exactly. Who's that giant? Is <laughs> that at least two times he picks a guy up and hits another guy with him, which I thought was about is what you expect when somebody is that much bigger than everybody. Remember that
0: other one, that awful movie he did a couple of years ago, Black Hat. Oh
1: my god! Where
0: I forget the country he was in. But they were all small. And he would walk through just trying to blend in. He's trying
1: to blend in like in a park in Asia somewhere. And you're like, um.
0: This is not nearly that bad. (laughs) That movie was terrible. This one does have some action to offer. It's just that one of the that came to mind while we were watching it was um, uh, Man on Fire. Yeah. Denzel. Mm -hmm. You're going to notice that. Also, even one uh, one of the better Gerard Butler movies from a couple of years ago, Den of Thieves. Sure. There's some of that mm-hmm. in there. But just pick and choose. There's a lot. It hits on a, a lot of familiar tropes. And you're going to be able to see what's coming a yeah. lot of times. Uh, who is going to double-cross who yeah. and who's going to come back to figure in some action at the end when yep. something happens. You'll be able to call out all that. But still, is there some some enjoyable... Big Dumb Action? Yes, there is. Yes, there is. (laughs) And that's Extraction, available now on Netflix. Next is the story of Australian Bush Ranger Ned Kelly and his gang as they flee from authorities during the 1870s. True History of the Kelly Gang. You're a man now. You go out there and show the world.
1: I have myself an indentured servant. Ned Kelly is his name. Shoot him. Make a name for yourself. Nothing comes free in this world, son. Be who you are meant to be.
0: We're rebels, warriors. And you all wear dresses. Nothing scares a man like crazy.
1: You boys wanna build an army? Fire! you bloody bulletproof, boys! This one is on all your regular streaming services and it is I think more fun than you would think of like a, you know, if you're thinking oh it's the 1870s. This is this is quite a shoot 'em up as well.
0: Boy, it really is and very visual. It's directed by Justin Kurzel and written by adapted it's adapted from a historical novel and the the screenwriting is done by Sean Grant. Now the two of them The writer-director teamed up for a movie we love a few years ago.
1: Yeah, Snowtown. It's another true events Australian crime film. A lot harder to watch, but brilliant.
0: Yeah, and that one was much more uh, bleak-looking and spare and intimate. This one is much more grand in storytelling, in visuals especially. And it's got a, a very impressive cast. Ned Kelly is played by George Mackay, who we've just seen in 1917. So good. And a bunch of movies. He's busy lately. And he's very good. As the infamous Ned Kelly. And then his mother is played by Essie Davis. Babadook. From the Babadook. She's fantastic she, in this movie. You know movie. what? She's she really great is. in everything. She's, she, the, the mom is so angry and defiant. It's so different from the, the Babadook character. And then you've got Russell Crowe in a real great cameo. And in a, also in a small part, Charlie Hunnam. Mm-hmm. But everybody's good. And it's it's an interesting take because it is, it's informative about... The history of Ned Kelly and his gang, but it also manages to cast an eye toward the fact that sometimes the myth is more profitable than the history. Sure, and it certainly keeps you aware of that, and uh, it's it's compelling. The these set pieces are good. It's it's also a, a like a crime thriller because as he Ned Kelly grows up and becomes an outlaw, then he's on the run from the cops, uh, leading it to a real shoot 'em up and slam bang capture. And uh, whether you know the, the actual true history of what happened to Ned Kelly or not, I think you're going to find it interesting, performance is good, and uh, just really well put together. And you're right when you maybe read about this and go, oh, I don't really... F-. No, it's not dry no, at all. No, no, Very exciting, very well done, and uh, I really enjoyed True History of the Kelly Gang, which is out now on... All streaming all services. All streaming services. We recommend that one. Next up is a bloody Russian import about Andre, a detective and the world's most horrible father, bringing together a terrible group of people in his apartment. It's called Why Don't You Just Die?
1: You know, I think that you can tell from the title alone that this one is a little bit nutty. This is another one that you can find on all the major streaming services, and uh, it is Russian. There's some reading, but one of the things, I found so many things about this movie impressive. One of them is that, even though the writing is quite good, the cinematic storytelling is so spot on. You don't have to read it to understand what's happening. And then the other thing that is amazing, because this is a very bloody, very action-heavy sort of a, an action comedy 75 at least percent of which is set inside a
0: single room and you know what else is cool about the title is the title is a question but it's not written with a question mark it's written with an exclamation point yes. at the end like why don't you just die <laughs> <laughs> which I love yeah this is like a bloody one-room play
1: it What I thought was so fascinating, it's just the the way it's filmed is the the color scheme, the the framing, but mainly the choreography, the action choreography is just it's hilarious and it's just so well put together. And then periodically they'll flash you out briefly to another location where you're going to be introduced to the next character who's going to wind up in this room. Maybe leaving, maybe not. (laughs) Um, It's just, it's very quick-paced. It's very wry. The characters are so funny. And again, the way that Kiro Sokolov sets everything up, just everything in the frame is important. It's very sparely done. The characters are hilarious, and it was a ton of fun.
0: Yeah, so as long as you don't mind bloody, probably have a good amount of fun with why don't you just die, exclamation point. We'll go to a Shudder original next. Members of a Supernatural Exploration Club go into a haunted house. 0.0 megahertz.
1: I love the way you set this up on the review that's uh, the written review on Mad Wolf because it spoke to me. (laughs) (laughs) You said if a member of of Bananarama and a member of Duran Duran went to uh, sit, spend the night at a haunted house as, as ghost catchers. And I thought to myself, I would watch that movie. As a matter of fact, at one point in my life, I would have watched that movie every minute of the day
0: for a month. If it was 1984, yes, oh, exactly. which is sort of like this movie because it stars two members of the South Korean K-pop phenomenon. One, uh, the female lead in this, she's the lead singer of the group A-Pink. And the the male lead what amounts to the male lead, is uh, the singer of the group Infinite. So, I know nothing about K-pop, but I know that they're stars. (laughs) And so, basically, that's what this movie is geared toward, because... It's a haunted house movie. There are members of this teen ghost hunting club. And by the way, they're called Club 0. 0.0 Megahertz because in case you didn't know and I didn't know, that's the frequency that is best used to call ghosts.
1: Okay, good yeah, to know. Yeah, it is so good we'll to know. So we'll not use that frequency
0: right. for anything. Exactly right. So they go to this haunted house and you're going to see so many reused, reheated and <clears throat> borrowed, is that the word to say? I'm not going to say <laughs> stolen, I'm going to say borrowed. Uh, not only themes, but in a couple of cases, outright scenes from classic horror movies, everything from The Exorcist to The Conjuring, even to some of the Nightmare on Elm Street series. I mean, anybody that's above a certain age and really above the age of listening to K-pop, probably, right, right. is going to see this movie for what it is, just uh, parts assembled from other movies. But If you're of the age where you haven't seen any of those movies and you want to see your K-pop stars, that's who this movie is for. So that's a real easy line as to whether you're going to really appreciate this movie or not. And it is on Shudder right now. It's called 0.0 megahertz. Once we get the all clear or the kids get the all clear to have slumber parties again, this is the perfect movie for that. Because it'll make them scream with fun, but they're not going to give them nightmares. Next up is the story about a withdrawn farmer's daughter forging an intimate friendship with a worldly but reckless new girl in 1960s Oklahoma. It's called To the Stars. That gorgeous boy just said, hey you. I know. Well, why don't you say hey back? Because I might throw up. Maggie, we know you're new, but it is essential you stay away from Iris, dear boy. Something's wrong, I know it. I can always tell when you're lying. I'm not lying. Honey, you think this girl is your friend? Come on, what's wrong with you? What is wrong with you? What's wrong with me? Maggie!
1: This is one of the films that's streaming from a lot of different independent theater websites. Uh, kind of a, a profit share. So mm-hmm. here in Columbus, for example, or anywhere, you can get it from gatewayfilmcenter.org.
0: hmm and at one of the stars here is Kara Hayward. So good. She was the young girl in Moonrise Kingdom. So great. And it's interesting because in some of the roles that I've seen her in in the last few years, I'm thinking specifically of um, Manchester by the Sea. Right. She looks substantially older. But here, she looks young again. Yeah, she looks she... like a kid. Yeah. And um, it's it's set in 1960s Oklahoma about the friendship between two two girls and, and their sadness and what they have to deal with. And it... It's a movie that well it was reviewed for us at medwolf.com by Rachel Willis and she just thought it it didn't take advantage of the potential that it had to mine a better story.
1: Yeah, she thought for for one thing she thought the performances were great just across the board and uh, and it does have a lot of really good sized celebrities playing small roles and she felt like every single person brought their A game to this but that the film falls back too often on really standard tropes, the makeover, for mm-hmm. example. And so, yeah, like you said, it, it sets up a lot of, of great opportunity, but it just doesn't take advantage.
0: Yeah, you've got Malin Ackerman, Shay Wiggum, Tony Hale, and then the other girl, the friend is Liana Liberato. And she's been good in, in a lot yeah, of she's, stuff. She's, so, she's, yeah, yeah, she's always very so, good. So there is a lot of talent here, just not really taking as much advantage of it as we had hoped, and that's to the stars. Next up is the story of a transgender teenage girl on summer vacation in L.A. fighting to survive after she falls in with four queer feminist vampires who try to rid the city's streets of predatory men. It's called Bit. You know those teen
1: vampire movies that feel like the horny soap opera fever dreams of an eighth-grade diary? Here's how mine began. My life's a horror movie. Life's full of things you never think should happen, and then it does. Going to be 18 forever. People just think you're aging well. This is another one of the ones that you can get at gatewayfilmcenter.org. And I'm not going to lie to you, George, and I know that you know it's true. Of all the choices that I had to make this week of what movies I'm going to watch, I was very drawn to the phrase queer feminist vampires. Yeah, why not? <laughs> <laughs> And you know it has a it has a a charm about it, kind of a dumpster fire charm about it. It looks it looks good. A lot of the performances are actually really good and some of the writing is very funny and very clever. It's it's self-aware. It kind of makes fun of its own potential audience, which is to say sort of angsty teens, and it makes fun of Twilight. But um the two the two biggest issues uh, well i suppose the biggest issue is the writing uh, as as often as his script is clever and insightful it's also very often it kind of saddles the lead with not a lot of explanation as to why she's behaving the way she behaves
0: but if you're going to see one queer feminist vampire movie this week this is <laughs> this is the one this is the one bit and another scary flick finds Sarah trying to start anew in LA, but her neighbors are not what they seem one bedroom. Does the plumbing do that every night? Do you
1: want?
0: So tired all the time. Do you hear that noise? I don't hear anything very well anymore. <laughs> you think I'm crazy?
1: They're not queer feminist vampires, though, George.
0: <laughs> All right. So this the, is a whole different movie.
1: <laughs> this is another one streaming at gatewayfilmcenter.org. And we got to see it first at Nightmare's Film Festival last October. Yeah. It is a, it's, it's a small, low-budget uh, low indie horror movie. R- really ratchets up tension. is
0: very twisty and, and really sort of keeps you on the edge of your seat. Very well done. Yeah, writer-director is David Marmer. So check this out, and we'll be looking for more stuff from him in the future. That's one bedroom. And we've got a couple that you can stream from Wexner Center for the Arts, another great center here in Columbus, Ohio. You can find them at wexarts.org. And this is a documentary set in a small agricultural town in the Florida Everglades where four teens face heartbreak and celebrate the rituals of an extraordinary senior year. It's called Pahokee. I don't want to go to no community college.
1: Why not? I just want to go to a
0: university. I did tell you that uh, I'll be with you. But even even if I'm not, like, you know, I still go visit you. How can I not visit the most beautiful person I know? On the bus? <laughs> Does it matter what I, I did there? I never could imagine.
1: You you. Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you, the graduates of Pahoki High School. I think would be poignant any year. But this year in particular, when, when high school seniors aren't being able to do any of the things we all took for granted as graduating high school, it just makes it, I think, that much more touching.
0: Yeah, I agree. And though it wasn't planned out that way, uh, that's the way it comes out with what's going on with the class of 2020 right now. It's the first feature documentary for co-directors Patrick Bresnan and Yvette Lucas. And they really find, they focus on mainly on four seniors in Pahokee, Florida, small small town, and uh, by the end of it, you do care about these kids, and you're right. If you happen to have a, a senior in your life, um, it'll it'll make you even more sad for what they're losing. And I know they're not losing their lives, right. but still, the farther you get away from high school, it's easier to just pass that off as oh, you're just losing your prom, you're just losing your home, losing your homecoming, or whatever. But th- those really are watershed moments. Yeah. The senior year is a very It's a real crossroads of life for a lot of people, and this movie reminds you of that, and it takes a real leisurely, hands-off approach, sometimes maybe a little too leisurely. It could have benefited from maybe a tighter edit, but uh, you do care about these kids, and it it really conveys what kids go through and the choices they have to make and some of the pressures that they're under, and it does remind you uh, right now what one class is is not getting to experience, and uh, so that, as you say, does add some extra poignancy to Pahoki. Another documentary is next, telling us the first abstract artist was a woman who was misjudged and concealed. Hilma Clint rocks the art world in Beyond the Visible. Hilma A.F. Clint. She was well-educated. She had a mind of her own, and she painted like nobody else. It was a new way of painting. It was a new form of art. She walked away at the same time as she made the way. That's not easy to be a pioneer. We put an F in people's names a lot, but this time it's <laughs> AF. So That's she right. she means business. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is it's another one you can stream at wexarts.org. It is a fascinating story, not just about an artist that you probably don't know, and then and it lingers on her her portraits, her her paintings that are absolutely glorious, but a frustrating look at how difficult it is to change art history even when the evidence is staring you in the face <laughs> it's an interesting movie it's got you know one of the great things about documentaries is if it tells you something you really didn't know and this does it in a really gloriously visual fashion so if you especially if you are a fan of the art world i recommend this one
0: again the title beyond the visible hilma af clint And one more, new this week. It's a crime mystery thriller about a man returning from the military in search of his lost sister who mysteriously went missing around the time of a strange traditional festival called The Droving. Look, I'm the one who should have been there for her. What's the point of being a soldier if you can't protect your own family? She came hiking in the area, actually. She sent me a postcard, and I just thought... This place is perfect.
1: This is the follow up uh, from writer director George Popoff of a film that we liked from a few years back called The Hex. And it's streaming. And if you're a Prime member, it's free right now on Amazon Prime. It's a low budget indie British horror film that we, uh, again, we liked Hex, the movie that Popoff made a few years ago. And the, a lot of the same cast shows up in this one, although this is modern day. And it 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 draws you into one of those weird festivals, those sort of fertility festivals. It's going to make you think of, you know, maybe Wicker Man, things like that. You know, Midsummer. Right, creepy guys in in you know uh, animal, animal masks.
0: masks, pagan rituals. Exactly,
1: and they do a great job of sort of weaving together this mystery thriller and the potential supernatural elements in a way that I think keeps you very engaged until the end.
0: Okay, is that is that it? That's enough. I woo. <laughs> The Droving wraps it up for the new ones. Let's go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. It's good that we had so many new ones because this is not a great week for new home video releases that were really, these were all scheduled anyway, I think, for this week. It's led by Bad Boys for Life. This is a movie that we have, f- have felt as much out of step with the general feeling as we have on any movie in a while because everybody liked it. It got generally good reviews. It made a ton of money and we thought it sucked. Yes we
1: absolutely did. It was tired and more than anything the the underlying theme is that what do you mean that violence is bad? Violence is good. That is literally the theme of the film and so I could not get
0: behind it. And it's just the, such cheeseball dialogue and it's ridiculous and it's got continuity problems and, and I get it. There's a lot of nostalgia for getting another one of these movies. Yep. I do I get that, but man, I just couldn't believe how well this movie went over. So um, if you liked it, God bless you, but we did not. The Turning is a horror movie that we also did not like. <laughs> and, and this
1: was one we really hoped to like because, first of all, I it's know. based on a great story, Turn the Screw. Second of all, uh, it's a great cast. We love Mackenzie Davis and, and Brooklyn Prince. Prince from the Florida and
0: Project. Yes. And the kid from
1: It, oh Oh, yes,
0: yeah, Finn Wolfhard. Yeah, it's a great cast that, uh, boy, not scary, just limp. And, no. No. No, not at all. Not even good jump scares. No. Um, and uh, how about a comedy that's not funny? Well, you got one. <laughs> like a Boss, which is too bad, because there's some talent here, too. It's Salma Hayek, it's Rose Byrne, and... Tiffany Haddish. Tiffany Haddish. And the director is Miguel Arteta, which did Beatriz at Dinner a few so years ago. Good. With Salma, that was so good. Look that up, by the way. And this this is just a freaking mess. Um, the only comedy that... It, which is... The, I was going to say, the only comedy that comes comes from secondary characters, which is crazy because both Tiffany Haddish and Rose Byrne have shown they can be very, very funny. Yeah,
1: it's it's a duo that should have worked because it Haddish is hysterical all the time and Rose Byrne is such a great straight man to the... Com-
0: she yeah, is. They're yeah, both hilarious. Is. But this is just... No, it's just an embarrassment uh, as a comedy. Really, the best one of the week was not really that great. It's out on DVD this week. It's the latest from Guy Ritchie called The Gentleman. And it is Mm star-studded, Matthew McConaughey and Colin Farrell and Hugh Grant, who kind of steals the movie. Yeah, And it's, you know, Guy Ritchie. It's what Guy Ritchie does. It's this British crime caper who is stabbing who in the back. And aside from some tone-deaf humor... Um, it's, it's pretty enjoyable. Mm-hmm. It's certainly not great, but it's the best of the bunch out new on uh, home video this week for sure. Looking ahead next week. Well, right now, it looks like a quiet week, but I'm thinking that no might way. change. There's no <laughs> way.
1: That's the problem is that they let us know on Wednesday what we're going to have to have covered right. by Friday.
0: Right, right. So anyway, right now, we're looking ahead toward uh, Arkansas. Next week, and also The Wretched.
1: One of the things that's interesting about The Wretched, and I bet we see more of this in the upcoming weeks, is that it's going to open, streaming, and also drive-in theaters. Yes. We are going to see drive-in theaters make a comeback, and and this is going to be one of the films that you can see there next weekend.
0: Are they going to have carload night like we did in high school? Well, you have
1: to sit six feet apart, so probably not. Oh, dang it!
0: (laughs) (laughs) We also did get word, though, that a couple of movies are coming out here in the next... Few weeks, just like Trolls World Tour did. Scoob is heading straight to video here, and I think two weeks. Yeah, I think so. And that's another one that I think, like Trolls World Tour, family movie. Oh, sure, could absolutely, do, could do really, really well. And then Artemis Fowl in a few weeks, maybe beginning of June, June. I think. It yeah. is going to
1: go direct to Disney Plus, another yeah. family film. You know, the other one that we saw is that the new Tom Hardy movie. Oh, Capone! Th- Capone! Mm-hmm. That is going to be a uh, direct to streaming. They're not yeah. going to wait to put that out in theaters either. Yeah, but that sh- that may not be until. Late May.
0: Okay. Well, we'll keep you updated on that. Uh, until then, until next week, let us know what you thought about any of the many to choose from this week. It's always fun to keep the conversation going on Twitter. You can find us easily at Mad Wolf, M A D D W O L F, also on Facebook and Instagram. It's Mad Wolf Columbus. And the main website where you can find all of our written reviews and other fun stuff like our horror movie only podcast, Fright Club. You can find that at madwolf.com. So thank you as always for stopping by. If
1: you would do us a favor and subscribe, rate, and review, we would appreciate it.
0: Always appreciate that. So until next week, she is Hope Madden. He's George Wolfe. And this is the Screening Room Podcast. See ya. I do wish we could chat longer, but I'm having an old friend for dinner. Bye.